Hello and welcome to a new episode of Museums Up, a series of podcasts from the Reinherit Project, a smart tool that provides you with current issues related to cultural heritage management, digital innovation, and sustainability in museums. The Reinherit Project is funded from the European Union's Horizon 2020 Research and Innovation Programme under Grant Agreement No. 101-004-545. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. This is Jaime Lopez from Arte Sostenible, and you are listening to a new episode of Museum Sap, a series of podcasts from the Reheaded Project. The topic of this episode is sustainable and ecology-driven management of cultural heritage institutions. Today, we have Hisham Khalidi, our curator and director of the Jan van Eyck Academy in Maastricht, the Netherlands, as a curator, he has previously worked for Lafayette Anticipations in Paris and the Biennials of Sarja, Sydney, and Marrakesh. The Jan van Nike Academy offers residencies to international artists, designers, writers, curators, and architects, and has committed itself to exploring an agency and roles of the arts in relation to the climate crisis and its multiple effects. This institutional focus opens up a wide discourse and creates a framework that embraces a diversity of practices and allows for a multitude of voices. Hi, Hisham, and welcome to Museum Zap. I have two questions for you. The first one is uh, because you are the current director of the Yambak Ike Academy. So uh, it's an institution that has an official climate commitment, right? So what does it imply to manage an ecology-driven institution? Yes. Thank you for your question and thank you for inviting me. Um, so basically, uh, the Jan van Eyck is an international residency. Uh, we have about 46 participants a year that come uh, from all over the world to uh, Maastricht. Uh, so in this idea of uh, residency is to reside, to be in, to live with, to be together. Um, so for me, it was very important to rethink and think about the, 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 the larger perspectives um, of the context in the world and the circumstances around us that have uh, an influence on artistic practice, you know, uh, in, in, in the next five to 10 years. So when I started this in 2018, I projected, um, you know, what would happen in 10 years to these things like international residencies. So basically, very simply, um, what would be the, the, the larger common denominator? What would be the larger problem we would be facing if, if to think about the context? And for me, climate change was the thing. I mean, uh, it, it would have a profound effect on, on every level, on uh, travel, on material use, on the way we should approach each other, how we uh, discuss these things, um, on the uh, uh, justice side, you know, uh, uh, who can speak, uh, who can we invite, who should we invite, on the plurality of things, uh, multiplicity of things. Uh, can we create an environment with multiple voices and things like that? Because this would then be necessary in order to tackle uh, the situation in relation to climate change. So there were many questions, in fact, uh, that were uh, either practical, but also we also look at them on a theoretical uh, level. The Academy works on nature research. Could you tell us about such ongoing research? And what does your public program in environmental identities entail? in terms of climate commitment and sustainability? 
Um, so, so basically, uh, first we have the commitment, um, and then we start to think about the implementation. So, what would it mean uh, to have this kind of commitments? And when I started, we already had these different departments: uh, nature research and also art and society and educational research. Of which nature research was perfect uh, for this uh, transition that we needed, because it already was investigating this relationship of art with nature uh, in many different kinds of aspects. Um, so when I came in, I put more emphasis on that and worked together with the person that coordinates the nature research to um, implement many of the things that, that were already being thought about and many of the structures um, within the academy. So this became um, from, from sustainability policy to uh, programs, um, of which um, one of them is the Future Materials. And, and this Future Materials program, we set it up during Corona, which is uh, a lab with sustainable materials that artists can use in order to uh, make an ecological transition possible for their work. And this became the Future Materials Bank and that has grown in the past year. So that's, that's very nice to see uh, how much uh, people uh, really like it and, and make use of it, also outside of the Open Egg. Um, next to that, environment, environmental identities um, came out of the question of, you know, how can we bring people together to really talk about these issues and how would the, those issues inform us back to the academy in order to start working with them. And specifically, envi environmental identities was catered towards the idea of environmental psychology. So, uh, what is it to uh, mourn or to think of these larger issues, what does it do to us on a psychological level? So this is where we invited people like Susan Clayton, who is an environmental psychologist, or Bernard Vochter, who really thinks about these things in relation to, let's say, climate denialism or, you know, um, the, 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 the issues um, of not really wanting to um, acknowledge this, you know, let's say the, the opposite of acknowledgement. And um, um, we also had the Glenn Albrecht, who is a philosopher who, who, who really thinks through language to find new language for, for, the, for the larger crisis, such as the symbiocene or solastalgia, which means solastalgia is sort of the nostalgia of the future. So, so how can we be nostalgic of something that is yet to happen? This is, this is, this is the idea of that. Okay, how do you feel this public programming connects the local community with climate change awareness? Yeah, thank you. This is a, this, that's a difficult one because you know the Offenheim Academy is a residency, so we cater to residents. So people, artists, and designers. We are very broad. We even have cooks and we have farmers that come also to reside. Uh, so we cater to the community and to think together and to work together. But we try to connect to the local public by, for instance, uh, with these farmers that we work with. We also work with farmers locally. So the the food that we eat is comes from the land, and um, we have a kitchen. We have a cafe restaurant. Uh, we have a program in relation to food, the food lab. So basically what it does, it, it extends sort of our wishes to connect uh, to, to the aspects of food and agriculture. Very good. Hey, Hisham, thank you very much for your input. No problem. Uh, it's my pleasure. <laughs> we hope this episode has helped you better understand environmental sustainability applied to museums and cultural institutions. Thanks for listening to Museums Up, a podcast from the Reheaded Project and stay tuned for the next episode. We inherit, redefining the future of cultural heritage. For more information about the Reinherit project, go to reinherit.eu and check our social channels. Reinherit, make it your own.